And good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this week's new episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL, ladies and gentlemen. And you're going to notice that we are a few panel members like today because of, well, you know what? Real world stuff. Pong Soul, uh, unfortunately, has to miss his second week in a row. But he is has assured me and to assure the audience that not only does he miss hanging out with us each and every Tuesday, he will be back next week uh, to reprise his role as one of the uh, talented people on this panel. Uh, Boxenberger also had work. Uh, he actually has a, a, um, a meeting that he's going to uh, unfortunately be tied up with. So we'll get him back next week. And Matt, fun speculation. I actually don't know. I just sent him a message. If he he might have messaged me and I just missed it because, well, as you can see, Elden Ring is my life right now. And uh, he's probably lost in the lands between the boom. <laughs> he could very well be. He absolutely could very well be. But listen. We do have Zemi Games reprising his role on this panel, but not just as a podcaster, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That's right. He is a developer, an indie developer who has published his own game, and it is launching very soon on the Xbox Store as well as, of course, Steam. And we're going to talk about it midway through the show. We're going to get to see some actual gameplay. It's not what you think. I had a chance to play a, quite a bit of it. I actually quite enjoy it. It is definitely refreshing, and it will make you feel like a boob if you don't know some of these first and second grade <laughs> questions, which I wind up missing. So we'll get into that. Uh, but let's introduce him first. Semi Games podcaster. Uh, website owner and now established developer in the gaming space. What's going on, brother? Welcome. Uh, no, man, I'm, dude, I'm super excited to be here. I mean, of course, boom, I have, you know, a very, very, very long history with your YouTube channel and with your podcast, the Xbox Factor podcast specifically. Uh, so I'm super, you know, happy to that this is the very first show that I, you know, uh, that, that's currently being aired. I did record uh, a show yesterday with Web Dave that's uh, going up nice. on the tent. Excellent. Uh, but this is the very first like live show uh, where I get to talk about uh, my game back to school and like you said we're going to talk about that about halfway through the show yes. um and then also i just want to let everyone know to get ready and, and make sure to keep an eye on the chat throughout the show uh, <laughs> because i do have five codes five xbox codes for back to school that i will just be randomly dropping in chat so the yes. first you know first come first serve first one that grabs <laughs> it and types it in gets the game nice. um so yeah boom nice. super excited well, to be here as always man yeah, well, we're glad, thanks for bringing those codes along. And obviously, like I said, you should definitely check it out. It's it, it's again, it's a breath, it's a bit of a breath of fresh air as a, as opposed to you know the normal games that like an Elder Ring that we're playing. And and I and I think it's going to have some legs. But let's continue the introductions. Mister Joanna Dark making his reprise role. What's up, brother? How are you, man? And I hear that you are quite a bit of ways into uh elden ring as well this is a game folks if you didn't know and i know people are going to be like god damn it boom you're talking about elden ring again <laughs> it is now officially the highest reviewed game on metacritic ever uh sitting at a 98 as of this morning 98 on metacritic folks what's going on uh, mr joanna dark how are you feeling Happy Tuesday. You're right, Boom. Um, Elden Ring is always in my mind. I went to uh, medieval times with my family, and all I can think of when I was fighting these fights is like, hey, I need you to dodge, duck, and roll, get that stamina endurance going. Um, and I was just like, my wife was like, what are you doing? I was like, don't worry about it. I'm just thinking out loud. And, Did you uh, just play medieval times? I, no, no. I went to medieval times with my family. Oh, that's like, that's like my favorite place. 
Yes, it's awesome. I've been wanting to go for years, and we finally were able to go um, and had a great time with the family. Zemi, did you make the Dark Souls of educational games, I'm guessing? <laughs> from, from thing? Uh, you know, we'll, we'll get into that later, but, but it can be. It, it depends on a few settings, I guess, that you want to pick. So, but yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Besides that, I, I've been great, been pretty busy. Like I said, I've been little by little t- taking uh, Elden Ring in chunks. And now that I also, I, you know, I got this nice little device that I have on the side, this PC handheld, um, I'm able to, sh- you know, kind of sit in bed and kind of, you know, continue to level up. So just excited about, you know, to be here today as always and just, you know, talk about games and all the, the great news. Yeah, yes, we do have actually quite a bit of a great, uh, great show to get into. News has been sparing, but we do have some uh, some hot topic items. Halo being one of them, uh, I believe Halo is going to take up at least the first forty minutes. There's a lot to get into. Uh, it's not all doom and gloom. They did announce uh, Lone Wolf's uh, uh, expansion, which is coming in in May. But uh, we we got some serious questions, and then we're gonna be we're gonna be tackling some uh, uh, some heavy opinions, especially from me regarding Halo. But uh, VJ, my goodness, brother. I feel like I haven't podcasted with you in about a month, but it's only been a week. <laughs> What's going on, dude? Welcome. Uh, thanks, Boom. Uh, good morning, everyone. Um, I love the I love the, uh, the cozy little panel we have today. Yeah, yeah it's nice, time. right? Four yeah, people. You know, Normally, it's a big old panel, but this is nice. Everyone's going to be able to get it off their chest, what they have to say. And uh, I'm glad that you're here because, obviously, uh, you bring a very unique opinion, both from a gamer uh, uh and, and uh, a developer as well as working in retail so we, 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 i i'm actually very interested to hear what you what your opinion is going to be regarding halo and 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 let you know what let, let's get right into it folks let's rip the band-aid right off because there's a lot to get into uh speaking to uh, numerous publications we have new information uh regarding of course halo infinite's multiplayer folks and it's not good uh it's not good um Let's see. What, where, where's my notes here? Okay. Well, look, Halo Infinite's multiplayer, as, as you know, I've played a great deal of it. I'm level 52. I'm half, literally halfway through the battle pass. Uh, my goal as a gamer was, of course, to actually finish a battle pass, which I've never done before. Um, because, you know, the other games, the other, uh, uh, you know, free-to-play games, they, they just don't in- interest me like that. Halo's a different story, and I might get back to it. But because there's so many games in the world and I support multiple platforms, it's hard to stick with a multiplayer game uh, like Halo, as good as it was. Now, obviously, I talked up this game. I gave it a 10 out of 10 in my review, and I gave it a 10 out of 10, and I stand by that 10. I stand by it. Is it a perfect game? Not even remotely close. But for what the 343 Industries has gone through as a studio to deliver both a working and exceptional multiplayer and single-player experience, well, then that's why I gave it a 10. Now, not because I'm a fanboy, because honestly, that studio went through it. Well, they continue to go through it, folks, and we have some more concerns because lead multiplayer uh, developer has officially left 343 Industries. And I'm talking about Andrew Witz. Now, he was, of course, the lead multiplayer designer for Halo Infinite's free-to-play multiplayer. Uh, He joined the studio uh, in 2019, overseeing the development of Halo Infinite's free-to-play mode. And unfortunately, he has exited stage right And this is what he had to say on Twitter. He says, thank you to all the Halo fans for your feedback over the years. We've made this game for you. Um, And he also says, 
I'm going to take some time off to relax and recharge first before making the announcement of where and what he is doing next. Uh, but listen, uh, this this particular announcement is is somewhat concerning. Now, look, in, in gaming, as we all know, there have been many heads of studios or many heads of, of particular leads in you know multiplayer or single player or graphics or online or whatever that pick up and they move on to do their own thing. This particular announcement came at the most strange time, to be honest with you, because it came the same day that the uh, uh, Halo Infinite Season 2 Lone Wolves was announced. And obviously, we do have some more back-end information that, again, if you've been waiting for this, you're probably pissed. Uh, There's going to be a delay for both co-op um, and of course, Forge, which is supposed to Forge is supposed to come in season three, whenever that is. I don't know if these seasons are going to be three months, six months, or longer. But uh, Forge, which we know is being tested, John from Xbox Era is currently a part of that pro that pilot program because he is a huge fan of Forge and he is a he's a Forge master. Um, and uh, real quick, uh, I, I got to say this because if I didn't, I'd be remiss. Uh, a giant, unbelievable standing O for the incredible staff at Xbox Era. Folks, next week, episode 100, they got Phil Spencer coming on to the show to celebrate the 100th episode of Xbox era. And I got to be honest with you. I know that some guys in here that are, and gals that work there are listening. I salute you with the most utmost respect. That is an unbelievable get. It is a well-deserved get Xbox era. If you're not following them on Twitter, if you're not tuning in every week, like I do, you're doing it straight up wrong. It's a fun show. Both uh, Nick and John, who are the two hosts, are incredible. And of course, you know they have people. You know, every now and again, this week they happen to have Mike and uh, and Jeff Grubb on from the Nintendogs. Which I mean, who, th- those guys I listen to their show every week. They're amazing. Uh, so to have the four of them on there was was unbelievable. As a matter of fact, we're going to be talking about Jeff and what he had to say regarding E3 for this year, folks. It's, I'm excited, but. Let's reel it back in. Once again, congratulations to Xbox Era for snagging Phil Spencer. That is my dream. I don't know if it's ever going to happen, but I'm going to keep pushing the envelope. And I know someone from Xbox is listening. Come on, folks. I'm a good guy. I'm, I'm one of the good ones. Let me get that Phil Spencer interview. But again, let's reel it, reel it, reel it back in. Let's talk some Halo. Uh, look, Zemi, you and I played a significant amount of Halo Infinite. Uh, we had a lot mm-hmm. of fun doing it. You are very fun to, uh, I would say the podcast <laughs> with. You are very fun to podcast with. You're very fun to Thank play you. with because of your antics. We don't <laughs> know what you're talking about. What type of antics are you referring I'm to? I'm not Boone? going to say because I want everyone to keep this beautiful, glowing picture of you, but you are vicious nonetheless, and you are a, an we, assassin. We want to keep this uh, podcast monetized, is what yeah, you mean. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Listen, look, all jokes aside, Zemi, uh, what's great about having you on today's show, and obviously, besides actually showing off your game, which I'm so proud that you're doing on this very program, is the fact that. You understand how difficult it is to develop games. You and I have had conversations both on the phone, both on through DM on how you had so many trials and tribulations making this game. 
Um, as Halo fans, right? One of the things mm-hmm. I think that that is lacking from three four three industries right now on right now is the transparency issue. Um, we are all in the dark. They they you know up to the lead with Halo's release, we were getting constant updates, and everyone was like so excited. And we had something to talk about every every week. It was oh, we got to talk about Halo because you know the Halo Infinite news drop is this. Well, that's not the case anymore. We we don't know what's going on, and I, and I think it's one of their biggest problems. Now, look, I don't think it's a sinking ship, not even remotely close uh, mm-hmm. close to that. Halo is in a great shape. The game works. It just needs content, and I'm hoping that they can get around to delivering both single player in these stories missions that we heard that were being uh that were eventually going to be a part of the of the conversation and more mm-hmm. in the in the regards <clears throat> to maps and modes and things i know there's a big team battle map coming um i can't wait to play it but from from a fan's point of view mm-hmm. without throwing anybody under the bus this is not you know 343 is on fire and we should fi- you know hire fire them and hire someone else no is there room for concern here dude you know, I, just starting off with with like you know the the multiplayer lead that left. You know, huge congratulations to him, right? For for being able to you know go ahead and and find a new position for whatever reason that he decided to leave to be able to find a new position and take a little bit of time off and recharge his batteries after uh, spending you know probably countless years you know developing uh, the the multiplayer for for Halo. So huge kudos to him. Um, as far as concern. You know, <clears throat> I remember there there were, uh, you know, a few months, maybe about a year ago, you know, we we first started hearing, you know, rumblings of people leaving 343. And, you know, at the time, we, we kind of gave them the benefit of the doubt saying, hey, people, li- you know, leave, uh, you know, in this industry, you know, quite you know, commonly, you know, quite frequently. And and we kind of didn't say, you know, that that we were very concerned at it at all. Uh, and then it turned out that uh, 343 was actually having some some pretty uh, real issues, right? Um, so I, I, I wouldn't even, you know, come close to saying that, you know, uh, that, that I'm, you know, not concerned or extremely concerned. I, I, I really don't have a, a super strong opinion about that one way or another. I, I will say that it definitely doesn't look good, right? Just given, you know, uh, this, the studio's history, uh, and, and, you know, high, you know, high up, you know, members of, of their team, you know, leaving and, and, you know, for, the reasons previously why they were leaving, you know, it definitely does not look good. Um, I agree with you on transparency. I really, you know, agree with you. I, I think that three, four, three, uh, definitely needs to be more transparent on, you know, what the current timelines are, are, are looking at are looking like, you know, keeping everyone up to date, uh, you know, and, and, and so on and so forth about, you know, new maps, new modes, uh, all that different stuff. Um, but, you know, me, myself, you know, I, I really enjoy playing Halo. I, I, you know, I, I, I've been hard on it in the past, you know, yes. I'm not going to lie. I have, yeah. right. We both have, uh, we that, both have, but for good reasons, Emmy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I actually really do enjoy playing, uh, Halo Infinite. A big reason why I don't, you know, I haven't been playing more of it is, is, is kind of twofold. Um, I, you know, not a lot of people on my friends list have been actively playing it. 
uh, that, you know, that I've noticed. So I just haven't had, you know, friends to jump into games with. Uh, but then also, you know, you know, uh, twofold, uh, there's, there's really a lack of content. Like there's only so many times I can play the same multiplayer maps, yep, 100%. um, the same, you know, multiplayer modes and so on and so forth without just kind of getting burned out. Um, and, you know, one one of Halo's biggest things uh, in previous years, ha- you know, uh, or previous games has been the Forge mode and the ability for, uh, you know, actual players to create multiplayer maps that would later on actually be added to uh, the, you know, public, you know, multiplayer, you know, uh, uh, matchmaking, uh, you know, uh servers or whatever um and, and that's kind of missing right now because forge mode isn't available um so you know definitely they they need to i think work on the content like they need to get more game modes out uh potentially maybe add in some some more you know guns um you know i, I don't i haven't played it in a while but you know i, I also kind of think that they need to clean up some of those microtransactions in the game some of them seem a little bit um a, yep. a, a little bit costly yes, like twenty dollars for for an armor or, or so it's been a while since I played uh but you know some of those microtransactions definitely seem uh, a bit uh, a bit excessive and, and and I get that you know it is a free to play game uh and and that you know we've just kind of come to expect these microtransactions and free to play games but uh it, it, you know at, at the same time it kind of just leaves a, a bitter taste in your mouth whenever you see the amount of absolute uh, of just you know value in game pass you know how xbox is is giving us such great value in game pass but then on the flip side one of their games is charging us 20 dollars for uh you know an armor skin and and halo yeah no no you you bring up some fantastic points listen i can already see the chat is getting a bit testy and here's the thing i'm not calling out anybody individual you know you're entitled to your opinion We're not understand that when we criticize on this program, we are bringing up great points. This is not pile on three, four, three, and that they're shit that no one has ever suggested that at all. What we're saying is that there's some change has to come. Now, I don't know uh, about anybody else in the chat and we have over almost 200 people here. All I can say is that if you're wondering if they're doing it right, and I believe that the game plays fantastic, but we're talking about content here. We're talking about the game. All you got to do is look across the, the across the yard at the other green, right? The other green grass. You look at Apex Legends. You look at Fortnite. You look at Call of Duty uh, Warzone. When Call of, Call of Duty Warzone wasn't dropping the content, people gave it gave it the business, right? Uh, Apex Legends, well, they really haven't had that problem. There's cons- they, they have an entire wing of that studio to that's dedicated to this game, and there's always content. There's always new characters. There's always new seasons every three months. Same thing with Fortnite. Fortnite, I understand it's a it's it, it's it's a bit different, but it's still a free to play game that has a monster amount of content. Well, look, the bottom line is that no one is saying that three four three can't do it. Uh, but what we are saying is that they are going to have to answer the call at some point, and the transparency aspect of it needs to be addressed. Now, look, I'm not going to go down a deep rabbit hole and say that there is management issues over there because, listen, I'm telling you, I'm not even a part of the studio, and there are. There, there, there are management issues that have to be addressed, and they're probably addressing those as we speak. But when the lead multiplayer guy leaves after two years – 
that that's 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 saying something that 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 is saying i'm not saying he is his replacement is going to be worse off no i don't think so i think that whoever's going to take over from him is probably going to be just as good but at the same time we can sit here as adults and say yes i had a wonderful time playing halo but i'm not playing it anymore because x y and z and and, and we can do that and we should do that we shouldn't listen i'm i'm not i'm not a panderer all right, I don't pat someone on the ass and say good job when the job hasn't been good. I'm I'm sorry. I'm just I just don't do that. I will pat you on your ass when the job is done and it's and it's good work. And, and if that bugs you, then maybe this isn't the show for you because we speak only truths here. No one piles on the rabbit. But I I want to go to Mr. Joanna Dark, specifically talking about the lead leaving again. Is it the, is 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 it doom and gloom for three four three industries? Absolutely not. It is not because they have produced an incredible product both multiplayer and single player are great but they need that there is no sitting on laurels here there's no sitting on the hands what what drives the industry content content is king and they need to address it they need to bring new content and they have to do it in a way that's going to be fresh and new and get people excited and I'm hoping, like they were talking about, if you missed Xbox era, they said instead of, uh, like Jeff Grubb was saying, instead of these peaks and valleys, actually Mike said this, instead of having these peaks when there's new content and then the valleys when the content is old, he'd love to see, and I agree with Mike, he'd love to see an even. Uh, there are no peaks and valleys. It's just content coming across even. And, and I think they're going to get to that, folks. I, I honestly think they are going to get to that. The question is, when are they going to get to it? Well, uh, you know, Mr. Joanna Dark, doing it in the most proper manner, which is what we do on this show. What What are your thoughts? So first, I'm not a developer, but um, I do have my thoughts. And I think that it's a it's a couple of things, right? This is, a, um, I would say, a first in the direction of what the multiplayer is going for in the sense of free to play. Yes. Available everywhere. The next part I see is the fact that, yes, content is key. You know, and I think one of the things we can point this to is look at you were just saying right now, boom, about peaks was destiny, right? Some players continue playing, but then some people leave, go play something else and then come back versus maybe having a nice steady flow. Like you see some other of these other multiplayer games like Overwatch, like, you know, um, Apex Legend. Mm -hmm. And um, yes, there should be content. Now, do I think that it's something like, oh, my God, it's dire what happened? We all remember Chris Lee left. And when we yes. heard that, we were like, oh, this game is going to be terrible. And sometimes what I look at things is, you know, when you've been doing something for a long time or maybe you've been on a project, sometimes maybe even though you're you're a talented person, maybe you need a fresh set of eyes that may be aligned with what um, they have. And I look at an, a, a couple of other examples, you know, talking not about games, but about Windows. When Windows 8 came out and Windows 8 was considered a disaster, the lead designer of Windows 8 stepped down and people thought Windows was in trouble. Right. All it was was there was somebody else that knew exactly where they wanted to take this. And what could happen is, hey, maybe there were some things that just didn't align and maybe it was the right time to say, hey, instead of you know kind of having any conflicts or anything or even you know putting pressure on this, on this person, let's, let's, let's go ahead and kind of take a different direction of where we want to go. And 343 may be going right now through some of these things, but I think in the end, you know, and I hope it's sooner, um, 
I think I feel confident things are going to work out. And I agree. They get themselves back on track. You know, right now, the honeymoon phase is over, and I understand that. And for some people, it may not be a problem that want to continue to play the game and think the game and they can wait. But uh, I do think that, you know, there should be a more steady pace of content. And maybe going into this uh, season that's coming up, hopefully that's sort of the, the, the start. And little by little, they start dripping. And and again, with many things going on in the world, um, and maybe the team coming back and kind of getting themselves realigned can be an also thing. I mean, it's not easy. Um, so I just think overall that I wouldn't panic. But yes, um, I think it's important to continue to have Halo at the forefront of people's minds so people can 100%. continue to engage. And yeah. especially if you want to bring more people into Game Pass, you want to be like, hey, look, we have these type of games here that we're going to continue to uh, evolve and provide content. So if you want to subscribe, come and subscribe so you can play games like Halo, Sea of Thieves, and so forth. And maybe they need to look at other teams like, you know, um, looking at Rare and say, hey, you know, let's look at some of the things you're doing so we can kind of maybe um, emulate you know, it, some it, of that it, roadmap. It's funny, it's funny you bring up Rare because as as you're, t- as you're talking, I, I want people to understand my point because I, I could see quite a, many, many people – disagreeing with me and, and listen we're allowed to have opinions on this show you're allowed to have opinions in the chat um you know listen it's it's perfectly fine we don't agree i have a strong suspicion a strong feeling that the way that um sea of thieves evolved from having little to no content to where it is right now which is leaps and bounds better is where halo is going to be eventually i'm not suggesting at all that um that you know it's it you know p- turn out the light the turn out the lights, the party is over. But I mean, even Clobriel, uh, who's obviously friend of this community, who has spoken many, many times about Halo, uh, he even put out on a post, and I'm trying to find it here, um, where he, here it is. This is what Clobriel had to say uh, on Twitter. This was posted on March 4th, and I pulled specifically for this. And he says, 343 in January 21, and this is what he said. Halo Infinite truly is unlike any Halo before it when it comes to our support and commitment. While the Halo community tends to express disappointment in unhealthy ways, and I absolutely agree with that, he says this. I agree. The studio is a bit too silent on future content right now. That's not coming from me. That is coming directly from Clobriel. And this particular tweet had almost 1,500 likes, nine quotes, and 87 retweets now here's the thing i bring it up because again on this program we don't pile on the rabbit what we do is have adult like conversations and if anyone is going if listen if you are a halo infinite everyday player and quite frankly you're happy with the content well you're not going to get any complaint out of me because hey good on you but i mean even john from xbox era said that the content is a little lacking, and he isn't correct in saying so. Now, I haven't played in a while because, like I said, I I expressed that I like a multitude of games. I don't stay on one multiplayer game uh, unless it's Titanfall. Like, that is the only game and the Division, you know, a Division 1-esque type of experience that I will play every day because I play with friends. Uh, Again, not saying that anything's wrong with Halo Infinite currently. It's a great game. It works, folks. It's a great multiplayer, but the content has been light. Now, please, by all means, continue, Joanna Dark. Do you do you agree with me? Do you think that this is going to see the same uh, renaissance? 
that Sea of Thieves did eventually, because Sea of Thieves took years to get great, and it is great. Not my kind of game. I, of course, I, I I'm very happy to tell you that I don't play Sea of Thieves. It's just not for me. But I'm happy that a lot of millions, millions of, p- of players are enjoying it. Twenty five plus million, as a matter of fact. Uh, do you agree with that? I do, and and I think you brought up a good point, Boom. You know, I was thinking, you know, Halo gets all this like, hey, we want more. But then I think about games like Fortnite, which people played one map for so many years. And again, I'm not an expert because I don't play a lot of multiplayer games. But I understand that Halo is a different beast. And we are used to having the maps ahead of time with all the uh, previous ones. And now this one's a little bit more different because of the way it's going with free-to-play. Um, I do feel that this team right now could be a little bit more transparent. Definitely provide a roadmap. I guess we all like roadmaps because we also like to see what's coming. And that's just the nature, right? With anything, you know, I, I'm, I'm a person when I look at a game that I'm invested in, whether it's DLC, I just like to see something that I can go back and say, look, it's coming, it's coming. Um, and I just feel that um, they are. Hopefully it doesn't turn into a Master Chief collection where it takes years, mm-hmm. but definitely, you know, sooner than later. And I just hope that when they do, they finally deliver. I think sometimes it's a, you know, it's a, it's a catch 22, right? You, you can release something right away just to appease because, you know, the crowd is kind of, you know, you know very passionate. But then you're like, OK, this this kind of, you know, wasn't good. So, you know, why did you release it? So I just think, you know, patience. I understand that this game has had a lot, you know, Halo Infinite was supposed to cure the world. But, it you know, a lot of other things. But <laughs> I just feel that this team will deliver. And yeah, once so the content's there, they'll get on a pace, they'll get on a cadence. And all of a sudden we'll see, just like when we saw, you know, you know, everyone just going, oh, my God, this is amazing. We're going to see one of those other surges. Um, and I just, you know, think that, you know, we just need to give them time to do that so we can get exactly what we wanted. But continue to be vocal. I think that's the most healthiest thing. Continue to be vocal. Let them know, hey, there's what we want. And that's right. And that's always fine to provide feedback. Yeah. And I do. I do. For, before I bring it to VJ, and I'm very interested to get his point on it. It is OK to express your opinion Maybe it's not the most popular opinion. I, I Again, I see a lot of people in here. Oh, no, no, boom, you, you, you're, you're too hard on the devs. Am I? Because I think I'm being extremely fair. The, 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 the kind of rhetoric that I have seen from people uh, have been nothing short of gross. No one's threatening devs here. No one's saying that they don't have the talent. No one's saying that we should we should we should consider maybe uh, you know bringing ex bungee people in because they three four three can't handle the business. No one has said that. But it is it it is okay to express uh, disappointment and concern. And again, like I said, I'm not an everyday Halo player. Will I come back? Sure, because I really want to. I really want to finish the Battle Pass, which I have until May to do, and I might actually start that. But it, again, it, it, folks, I, I I get how passionate you're about this, but it can't be unicorns and rainbows all day long. But when well, it's not, I, I think you know. To my final point before we go on to VJ is that we're kind of in an era where people kind of think that you know what they see on twitter is actual feedback versus constructive feedback and they get confused and you're you know nothing's perfect as long as you do it you know continue to be vocal in a nice way you know go to their site provide that they're always listening um and i think that's where people got to understand anything can be criticized and it's fine you don't have to agree it's just someone's opinion but we can definitely let them know when we're passionate about something we love in a in the right way you know, I'm going to let Zemi know once I play his game, you know, hey, can you add this to it? <laughs> but I'm not going to scream at him. But there's always a positive way to provide feedback. And we don't always have to agree. If you love it, that's awesome. And when you get more, that's going to be even more awesome for you because it's going to be the cherry on top. So that's about it. 
Yes, absolutely. Uh, well, you know what, VJ, you've heard our opinions. You're, you're obviously skulking through the uh, through through uh, the chat. Uh, you know, one of the, one of the things I love uh, about developers is transparency, which is what yeah. I, I which is what I built this particular channel on. Right, transparency for me is incredibly important for a multitude of reasons. Uh, I understand that roadmaps you know, sometimes could be a detriment to the team because you're putting out there what you expect to happen. And when it doesn't happen, well, you know, this is where the hate comes in. And we, don't, we again, not on this show. There's no hate here. It's, 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 a, it's a topic that's hot. It's one that I think deserves a conversation. And again, we're not always going to agree. I, I would find it very boring if we all agreed. And I'm glad that we don't. But VJ. From a developer's point of view, from a gamer's point of view, is it okay to ask why the content has not been delivered? That, you know, like, again, most battle passes are three months. This one happened to be six. There are a lot of people say, well, boom, it came out in December. You got to give them a break. Well, actually, technically, no, it did not. The single player came out in December. The multiplayer came out in November. So we are now in March. And we're all playing the same maps. We're playing the same modes. We understand that season two is coming in May. That's been confirmed. It's called Lone Wolf. We're going to get a bunch of new modes. We're going to get a new multiplayer map for Big Team Battle, which is awesome. Is it okay at any point to express concern or disappointment without ridicule? Yeah, I think I think 343, and correct me if I'm wrong, invited feedback from the community right so Correct. if your feedback is hey listen we were expecting x y and z because it was advertised as so then that's fine um I, and i don't see the issue with that if and then that gives the developer feedback in terms of maybe not being able to fulfill such a request but the fact that hey look you know we're getting we're getting inundated um regarding this game which can only be a good thing right and you look i enjoyed the campaign but I don't frequent multiplayer. Um, I don't know that many people that play it. So, and I'm kind of was hoping that co-op would be a thing at some point in the future. So, so I'll speak to the studio and, and the departure that, that Zemi touched on. I think I think if you look at all of, all of the issues or challenges that that were sort of made publicly that we were made publicly aware of uh, to, to to many ever since the reveal, um, I think that in that situation you're looking at a studio whereby, look, we're going to delay the game a year. Everyone, we want everyone committed to producing this game. And I think that whatever they had to do to hold that studio together, um, to release the multiplayer in November, as you said, boom, right? And yes. the single player in, in December. And I think after that, um, the game shipped um, or came to Game Pass and shipped physically. I think that you know, then it came comes down to the post mortem and um, and what are they going to do with the studio and, and the roadmap going forward? So, so I think that they've been fighting a, an uphill battle uh, ever since the reveal, and I still think that they're going through some of that, and I think we're seeing the remnants of that. If I'm if I'm being quite honest with you, and so I hope that makes sense. So, in, in terms of if a key person who's responsible sort of for a, a major or critical component of say multiplayer, uh, multiplayer, Halo multiplayer in, th in this particular scenario or example, then his or her exit, the ones we know of, of course, right, uh, would have been planned some time ago, even contractually so, um, a notice period of three to six months perhaps, 
will have been required from Microsoft. And they've been doing that 15, 20 years ago, as far as I know, from Microsoft and Xbox. And they'll have all sorts of incentives, semi-golden cuffs, royalties, and all playing a part. And, and considering the date that you've just mentioned, um, it's been a quarter since Halo release. So the timing sounds about right for any departures or key departures being announced or, or, or a key departure being highlighted to, to cause concern and panic. And at the end of the day, if a company project or endeavor um, has the right mix of leadership and leadership continuity, right, that sparkles, then I don't see, really see a problem with uh, anyone leaving, as, as Zemi sort of um, alluded to. If And if a studio that's been around for as long as 343 has been, forgive me, I don't know how long it's been around, but I'm assuming it's been for quite a while. And if they're relying on one person in terms of multiplayer, then it doesn't speak highly to the ability of Matt Booty and 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 others, right, at that level in terms of the foundation of how these studios are built, right, i.e. it's an asset, right? Uh, it's got to be built and it's got to be protective. And I and I don't think that that's the case. And I've seen whole studios gutted, right, and rebuilt uh, and, and be the better for it, in fact. And Capcom's a good example in recent history. And, and Leeds, uh, let's be really clear. What I think most people are not really clear on uh, is that the fact that Leeds are generally mid-management roles, right? They're not, they're not so key that, that, this, that the project or the studio is going to suddenly sort of, um, you know, sort of um, fall over, so to speak. So, yeah. and the other thing I would say, there's always uh, plenty of talent out there. Xbox, as far as I know, have always had a very good recruitment team in terms of suitable talent ID, but they historically struggled to get the whole picture right. And that's the key, right? And we've witnessed it for ourselves with, with sort of, with their very public struggles, as I say, and the, and the trials and tribulations over at 343. And I would suggest that the next in line for that position is, if there is one, might probably be an internal candidate, right, given the purported size of the team. And and at the end of the day, it's it's always about leaders and best-in-class operators and the team as a whole, right, to generate the success. And it's not about the individuals. And um, it reminds me of something I said before, uh, something Mr. S. Fry once said that's kind of stuck with me, that there's two types of producers, category one, one that begins to think and believe they are brilliant because they hold a position and very full, uh, very few sort of fall into the second category, which is of of uh, of being leaders that elevate the confidence and uh, you know uh, the quality in others while sort of underplaying their own kindness and brilliance without even knowing. And that's and that's why many creative studios of any sort, uh, as again under EA, right, have suffered in the past. And look, I'm I'm not at all concerned with people coming or going. It's all just part of the cause. It's just life, or as Bill Murray suggests in Meatballs, it just doesn't matter. But um, in terms of any concerns for the game and going forward? As I said, I love my time with the campaign. I haven't played multiplayer enough to, or, or at all, to be honest with you, to, to give you any sort of sort of frank, uh, you know, opinion on it. But I expect Joseph Staten um, over the past three months since the shipment of, uh, shipping of the game uh, on, and the two facets of it, Joseph Staten, uh, I expect him to sort of sheer, um, steer the good ship 343 through any sort of turbulent waters and yep. come through the other side. And that's, that's my honest opinion. And uh, nothing that anyone has said or that's been reported is insurmountable. Can I put it that way? Yeah. And given the resources uh, in terms of budget, time, and uh, that Microsoft have, and given the 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 upcoming show for Halo and the importance of the of the um, of the uh, of the IP, and how and how in its significance to Xbox as a whole is, 
is is unfathomable to think that they're going to let it slide, right? So I think that being quiet and just focusing on what they're doing and then telling us, look, we've heard the community, this is what we're going to do. I think it's just a matter of time till we do. But I totally agree with you, Boom, that if you have something to say, the 343 community guy is there to listen. So say what you need to do, but do it in a, in a kind, compassionate and respectable manner. That's That's me done. Yeah, no, I mean, great stuff. And uh, listen, I, I, I knew this was going to be a testy uh, topic, something I, I'm not afraid to get into. Um, obviously, I think everyone handled it with utter class because that's what we do on this program. Got to uh, shout out a couple of Super Chats. Uh, Zemi Games, thank you for that. Lord Roughness drops the first one of the day, and he says this after dropping a five-pound a five Super Chat. Uh, my opinion on Halo is nothing to see here. You should have added, folks. Nothing to see here, folks. The game is fine. It's my go-to multiplayer, and there are other times when I'll play my other games. And you know what, dude? Good on you for that, brother. Definitely appreciate the Super Chat and, of course, the honesty. Uh, Space Davikin drops an outstanding five dollars super chat and says one big benefit of halo infinite is that it's foundation it, it that the foundation of a great game is there indeed i absolutely agree 100 the only they, they only need to pump out content but there clearly are problems uh bay area drops an outstanding five dollars super chat and says thanks boom for keeping it real i love halo and it's my favorite franchise but there is and has been dysfunction at 343 a change at the top is needed and um you saw uh we just had um uh our good buddy drop out that's because obviously uh mr joanna dark said did we go offline no i actually think he went offline we'll get him back here momentarily there might have been some sort of uh issue uh obviously uh, a big shout out to the 230 people here um obviously this is this is light on panel members today because obviously we had a just it's just one of those days that everyone had something to do but we're still here for you and we'll get joanna dark back momentarily uh so listen let, 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 let's zemi let, let, let's go over to you uh we, we got enough people in here that can check out your uh your uh you know and, and listen to what you know why you left the show originally obviously you became a developer an indie developer at that so let's let, let's get into back to school what what is it i'm going to bring up the i'm going to pause this gameplay here i'm going to bring it up for everyone i'm going to add that to the stream uh this is uh goldenrod games is your studio obviously um this is back to school ladies and gentlemen why don't you why don't you why don't you tell us about the game about goldenrod games how that came about and uh what could people expect yeah, no, absolutely. So uh, Back to School is a educational trivia school simulation game, which is a, which is definitely a mouthful to say. But uh, basically, it is a game where uh, the player has to answer challenging primary school questions uh, to progress in the game uh, to see if they're ultimately smart enough to uh, pass and graduate elementary school. Um, so from that point of view, it's also, you know, kind of like a simulation game. Um, the, the way that the game ultimately works is, um, when, it, whenever you click play, the screen pops up, it shows you, uh, multiple levels at the very beginning of the game. The only level that's currently available is uh, first grade. And you actually have to go through and do four quizzes, uh, each level or each grade in the game has four quizzes, uh, English, math, uh, science, and social studies. And, uh, of course, as the game, uh, progresses, as you go from first grade to second grade, the, the. Uh, questions are, of course, going to uh, get more uh, progressively difficult uh, 
just kind of the way that uh, that education, I guess, in here in America works, right? Um, but you know, in addition to that being you know a scalable kind of difficulty, just organically as you play through the game, uh, there's also a in-game timer um, that you can see you know on screen up in the top right. And uh, the player can actually go to the settings and, and change that to a uh, easy timer that is set to 10 minutes, a medium timer, which is five minutes, or a uh, hard timer, which is two minutes. Uh, and, and let me tell you, the hard timer, like it may not sound too difficult to uh, answer uh, 10 elementary school questions given two minutes, but it can definitely be uh, pretty gosh darn tricky at times. Um, and another thing that we did with the timer as well which is a you know which is a small thing that we added, but I think it's hopefully going to have a large impact uh, for accessibility. Is we uh, gave the player the option to turn off the timer completely, and and why that's important in a game like Back to School is uh, there are several people with uh, learning disabilities, and you know there that's that's one type of uh, of disability that you know. Or you know, in challenge that a lot of people don't really think about too often, but but it does exist, and you know, it's something near and dear to my heart. So I definitely wanted to add in the ability to give players uh, unlimited time if they need it to answer uh, you know the questions and and so on and so forth. Um, another really really cool feature about uh, back to school um, is. You know, whenever you go into a new quiz, um, there is a list of questions for for each quiz uh, between 25 to 50 questions per quiz. Uh, and the question is just randomly selected. And what that means is that when you go to replay a quiz that maybe you failed or uh, just to maybe try to get a higher grade, you're not going to continually get the uh, the same questions in the same order or anything like that. So that adds to, of course, replayability. Uh, but then, you know, it also aids in the learning process. Um, you know, this game is an educational game, but it, but it's also a fun game in the sense that, you know, if you like answering questions and, and you know, if you want to pick up the challenge to see if you uh, would be smart enough, if you have the knowledge or if you've retained the knowledge from elementary school enough uh, that you could pass again, um, you know, it's a it's a really uh, unique uh, game from from that uh, perspective. But um, another really, really cool feature that I, it, it honestly, it shouldn't excite me as much as it does, boom, but it really does, um, is the timer. So in most games, whenever the timer elapses uh, and ends, um, the, the mission is failed and you just automatically have to restart. And back to school, whenever the timer uh, ends, um, the, your, the player isn't automatically failed. The test is actually graded. And if the player got enough, uh, answers correct while taking the quiz, uh, even though the timer elapsed, they'll still pass and, and, and be able to progress in the game, which I think is really, really neat because of course, in real life, if you're taking a test and, uh, you run out of time, but you have enough questions, uh, correct, you're, you're still going to pass. And so it's true in real life and it's true in back to school as well. I mean, Doom Reaper uh, asks a very good question, and one I, I had on the show notes to ask. Uh, he says, what made you decide that this was the game you wanted to make? Well, you know, a couple of different things. Um, I would be lying if this game wasn't at, in some ways inspired off of a old TV show that I'm sure many you know people have probably hopefully seen called Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? 
Um, yes. I, I I was I'm a huge fan of that uh, of that TV show. I really really like it. And so in in some ways, uh, this game's definitely inspired off of that. Um, you know, it, it's taking that idea and and really twisting it around. Um, but another reason why I wanted to make Back to School is um, it's a very unique game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's not going to be, if, to my knowledge, there's no game that's quite like this on Xbox, right? Currently, uh, you know, currently speaking. Right. Uh, and, and when I created this game studio, Goldenrod Games, um, one of the, like, the key ideas is to, is to take... Um, you know, forgotten, underutilized genres in gaming and recreate them in a modern sense, right? And so there's not a whole lot of educational games anymore, especially, you know, published on Xbox. There's, um, I, I don't think anyone's ever quite mixed together a trivia game with, you know, the education uh, genre and the simulation genre. Uh, and so that that was another thing as well as I is I definitely wanted to take a handful of genres and combine them together. And and that's fortunately what I uh, hopefully did and back to school. And, and you know what? Look, I, I told you this privately and I'll say it publicly. I, I, I think that in its simplistic nature, there is something special here. The aesthetics where it actually looks like a real chalkboard. Even when yep. you listen, listening to the game, the the, the chalk on, on the actual chalk noise on the board is is it, it's 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 pretty impressive. Like I said, it looks it looks interesting. I had a chance to play. I wound up getting a B. I got three A's and uh, a, a, a what did I get? Three A's and a, and a B. Three A's and a B uh, 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 on my first on my first go around. And I, I actually quite enjoyed it. Even when I made a mistake, I was like, oh, I didn't even realize that. So I, I actually think that this is pretty interesting. If anyone from uh, Xbox is is um, is uh, is watching, you know, get, get this game out of the creators program and get this into uh, ID at Xbox. It, it, yeah, it, it, and, it deserves and speaking it. On that, Thanos, he, he asks a question, achievements question mark. And uh, so currently in Back to School, there are no achievements. And, and uh, trust me, it bothers me as much as it would bother you guys. Um, in some ways, it might even bother me more because I am a huge uh achievement hunter i absolutely love achievements and the steam version of this game on pc there are achievements uh and you know they're they're available to unlock in that version of the game and on steam on xbox uh the game was published through the creators program and that program does not allow uh the addition of achievements so it's still something that I'm looking into to adding to the game. It's something that I very, very much want to add uh, into the game because I want you know people to be able to unlock uh, you know achievements uh, while playing my game. I mean, I love unlocking them in other games, and I think it would just be really, really cool to to have that feature in, in this game. Um, but you know, unfortunately, you know, unless Xbox allows me to you know publish this game or you know uh, change it, well, where it's in ID at Xbox. Um, you know, that's not going to happen, but I'm still looking, you know, at, you know, working with Xbox to have this game transitioned into the ID at Xbox program. And if you guys play this game and if you like it, and if you would really like to see achievements in it, you know, um, you know, tweet at ID at Xbox and tell them that you just bought back to school. You enjoyed the game and you'd love to see it in ID at Xbox. 
Yeah, I, I actually tweeted at uh, IOCAT, which of course is Chris Charla. He is uh, the gentleman that runs uh, runs ID at Xbox. He's done an amazing job over the years. And uh, I, I, like I said, uh, I, I'm probably biased here because we're good friends. But I, I think that this is this is a fantastic game, especially if you have kids. And uh, this this would have been great during the pandemic. Like, I, like it's coming out now, obviously, because it's coming out now. But th- this yeah. is a game that you can log- logistically give your kids to play. And I, and I think they're going to learn something. Let, let, let's bring in Mr. Joanna Dark. Mr. Joanna Dark, you have children, right? Um, you got a chance to take a look at, at, at uh, Back to School. This is Emmy's first game as a developer. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on what you're seeing? And do you have any questions for him? Uh-oh, he's frozen again. Yeah, he's having some mass monster connection issues. VJ, save us, brother. Um, what are real, your thoughts quick, on let, this? Let me answer a question I see in chat. So uh, Merkava asks, uh, how many grades are uh, are there again? So in Back to School, currently there are uh, five grades. So there's first grade through fifth grade. Each nice. grade has four uh, four quizzes, uh, a uh, English, math, science, and social studies quiz. Uh, there are currently 20 quizzes in the game uh, total, and in the entire game, there is over 500 questions. Nice. Uh, as the game, you know, continues to evolve, if you know people buy it, if they see interest in it, of course, I'm definitely looking to expand it uh, and add in both free and and paid, uh, you know, uh, add-ons. Nice, nice, excellent. Uh, listen, I, I, I Bunty uh, in the chat says uh he's gonna get it for his kids how much is this game and i'm, I'm looking for your super chat right now brother I, I don't know why how i missed it uh first of all let me let me thank uh leonard herrera who's become a channel member leonard thanks so much for that dude super appreciate you becoming a channel member and uh let me see if i can find bunty's super chat might have been early i, I i'll get to it but uh, talk about it how, how much is this game going to cost if you want to buy it yeah, so uh, first off, let's talk about the release date. So the release date is March 10th. So uh, it's coming up here in two days, right on Thursday. It's going to be releasing on Steam and on Xbox on March 10th. You can actually go ahead uh, and search Back to School on the Xbox Store and uh, pre-order the game if you want. Uh, and the cost to purchase is going to be $4.99 here in the U.S. And then awesome. uh, that, that cost is just getting adjusted how it typically would for other regions. Nice. Okay, so so it, it, it it's going it, it's going to go up and down in whatever region of the world. Um, I, yeah. I I love the fact that there's going to be DLC. I love the fact that there's going to be uh, additional free content, which is great. Uh, 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 help us out over here. I mean, from a developer's point of view, and and, and someone that worked in retail, VJ, you have any questions mm-hmm. for uh for for uh, to, for Zemi Games regarding back to school? I I think it. I definitely need more thought on that before I go back to him, but <laughs> I'm not, I'm not creative. So when I saw this uh, to me, it's novel, clever, cunning, and brilliant from Zemi. And uh, I've got to say, I was doing the quiz as you guys were chatting and I did get a lot of the answers wrong. I actually think that my answers were correct, but the wrong, <laughs> but the wrong answers are incredibly funny. And I think that's something you should definitely look at because the humor definitely adds to the, to this game. Yeah, it it is a funny game. It, 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 I mean, it yeah, I mean, when the question came up, you know, the, um, the item people use to pay, you know, pe- what do people use to pay for items? And I'm sure the answer was dogs or water, but some, but the <laughs> money is the right answer. And then, you, then there was, a, then there was a question about, 
you know, why do frogs have long legs? And it was so that they could see further. And again, I think that that was the right answer. So I have a real bone of yeah. contention over here. And then I'm, I love DJ, the after the show, we're going to sit down and I'm going to become your tutor. I'm going to help you. I'm going to get you through back to school. Don't you worry. I'm, I'm blissful with my um, inadequacies, yeah. right? So, yeah. but there was a question about uh, the frogs. Right? You're back, uh, I'm sure they have long legs so they can see further. And then <laughs> you had the question about flat earth and I thought, okay, this is going to be interesting. And then, and then the only thing left for me from a technical standpoint is that obviously you're going to have loads of people complaining about, you know, the lack of ray tracing, but we can, that, we can let that one slide. But no, overall, <laughs> yeah. I, overall, I, overall, I think it's brilliant. And I was looking at the resolution. I thought 1920 by 1080. Oh, there's a 4K option in there somewhere. I'm not really sure. But, <laughs> but no, it's, there, uh, it's there actually yeah, there actually amazing. is on PC. Yeah, you can you can switch it over to 4K on on, on PC, yeah. I believe. Uh, it, that's just, just that's just to get the resolution correctly. The game was fully made in, in 1080p so i'm yeah. not even going to tell you that it's a 4k no game no no, it's, no, no it's not i was just kidding zemi I, I think it's uh, <clears throat> absolutely brilliant what you've done amazing Thank incredible you. i i i appreciate I, it I, I, i've sat i've sat with creative people that struggle with ideas struggle with thoughts but if you've done this by yourself and uh, you've done it in your own time and uh, the time and effort and the commitment um that's far more impressive when i see that not necessarily the end product and uh and kudos to you and uh, I'm, I'm so impressed i almost i almost have a tear in my eye for you sir <laughs> and i'm yeah, glad, I'm glad yeah. boom put up that footage because i couldn't i couldn't stop looking at the screen when boom had that elden ring uh footage going and i'm thinking don't look don't look spoilers 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 and <laughs> i'm just so glad that we, that we shift footage so yeah anyway yeah we'll talk about it again zemi when when you have a chance yeah absolutely yeah no absolutely uh, yeah no good good stuff uh mr joanna dark obviously you're back thankfully your connection is now stable um i mean you're taking a look at the game uh this is this was created by zemi games it's why he left the show it's why he, he took a back seat to continuing the content create on youtube he wanted to his passion was to bring uh his vision of a game it's here i've played it uh, I, I I think it's it, it it's quite interesting. I I'm, I'm having a good time with it. I again I I love the the multiple choice Earth is flat <laughs> opinion or fact. That's that's freaking great. So it's it's teaching yeah. people, but it's also that, humor. That, that question, yeah, that question of course is to teach uh, between what is fact and what is it, what is an opinion. Yes. Something I might add, a lot of gaming journalists still have uh, problems with. Like, let's yeah. just be. No, you're, you're, you're definitely onto maybe something. I, maybe I'm poking the wrong horse, but no, um... I, I don't think you are, Zemi, because far too many people, right, in in society, are generally conditioned, right, by yeah. state, uh, by state education, and we, we've talked about this offline before. So, no, I'm with you 100. percent So, if you have any journalists uh, coming after you, just just send them my way. <laughs> Absolutely, thank you. I appreciate M it, Mr. Joanna Dirk. Let's get your opinion on this. Zemi drops. You know, he he he. You know, came in here today. He dropped his game for everyone to see. What are your thoughts on this, man? Is is this a game that could work on Xbox? I mean, this is a game I definitely want to play with my uh, with my oldest, um, especially you know playing something like Brain Age and all that. I definitely yeah. love these type of games. So this is awesome to have something on uh, on Xbox, and I think it can. Um, you know, we have those uh, what Jack in the Box games that have like those words that you use your mobile phone. So I think this will be a great um, game as well. And I guess. Asking on that, Zemi, are you looking to maybe add a mobile aspect where people can do a QR code and maybe make this, you know, I would love to use this for, say, uh, on my side as a, as, a, as an icebreaker with my team. And I think this would be a great thing if, if they had that ability as well. So, you know, one person has the Xbox and just like Jack in the Box games, everyone can just sign in and play. Is that something maybe on the roadmap? 
Like, are, are you talking about like a mobile port? Not like a mobile port, but somewhere where like people can just kind of can scan and then just sign okay. in and, pl- and answer through their mobile device as someone has the game, you know, going, whether it's on a PC or on an Xbox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? no, we, we, I, I haven't actually really looked into that. Um, I, you know what, I, I'll, I'll talk to uh, Kyle who actually, I, I didn't make this game all by myself. It was a team of two people. Sure. Uh, Kyle Partlow was the lead uh, programmer on this and he's, uh, actually, a uh, recent uh, graduate from um, a uh, a game development and pro uh, programming um, uh, uh, shoot uh, cur- uh, like the curriculum from a California uh, state university. I can't think of the word. I can't. I can't actually think of university either. Uh, but no, I, I'll I'll talk to Kyle and I'll see if uh, if that's something that maybe we could potentially do. Yeah, I can't make any promises about it, but I'll I'll, I'll yeah. look into it but for sure. I, I'm definitely picking this up, and uh, I'm ex- you know when uh, I get with my team, I definitely want to just put this up. You know, when I carry my Series S and then uh, do this as a nice break, as like a little you know exercise to kind of you know get the brain flowing. Thanks. I appreciate it. And then also um, the, the game footage, like currently, like what you guys are seeing is is uh, just the English and uh, math quiz. I I think uh, it, it might be all of first grade, but I think it's just the English and, and, uh, and math quiz maybe uh, from the very first grade. Um, and of course, like I said earlier, as you progress in the game, uh, the, the questions definitely get more, more tricky and, and, uh, more difficult as you, uh, progress to the later on grades. Zemi, are, are they console war questions? Like which one's better? Say no. Genesis. No. DLC. DLC. No. No. There, there are, uh, a few, uh, I think VJ would call them cheeky questions. Uh, he, he already discovered one of like, uh, is the earth uh, flat, right? Or sure. the earth is flat. Factor opinion was the answers, right? I thought it was you know, a so triangle. There, <laughs> yeah. There, there are a few, uh, there are a few in there for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Spot on. Uh, uh, boom, you're muted. Yeah. Real, congrats. I mean, congrats all, on this, Emmy. Congratulations. I, I love to see it. it. It is pretty incredible that you've gone from numerous podcasts. You've gone from creating your own website. Uh, and obviously now you have now moved into uh, uh, your game making. And, and and I think this is going to be a hit at five bucks. I, I, I don't see why you wouldn't, uh, you know, why you wouldn't take a chance on, especially if you have kids uh, like I said, Zemi is 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 working on getting the achievements added to the game. Uh, we're hoping that Chris Charla does answer the call. Uh, and obviously, look I, again. I don't know who from Xbox is listening, but somebody is. And uh, <clears throat> I wouldn't be pushing for it if I didn't feel that not only did Zemi Games was he a proper community member that has that has represented Xbox in in, in the best way possible over the years of working with me and obviously doing his own website. But this is an actual game that is not a cash grab. A lot of thought and um, went into behind it, and it's and it's and it's just, it's smart. It's an edgy looking game that actually teaches as it goes. So uh, mm-hmm. if uh, IOCAT is listening or anyone knows how to get in touch with Chris Charler, I'd lo- I'd love to see this get picked up by ID at Xbox. It, I, I I think it's worthy of it. Honestly, I really do. Mm-hmm. Considering how people. Are so I mean the way the education systems are these days, especially in, in the big cities. The, I love to see this. I, I love to see it, and uh, it's it's again congratulations on the release. Uh, it is upcoming. You said the fifteenth. It's releasing. 
No, the tenth. Even the sooner 10th. than that. Okay, yep, so even sooner. Okay, so the tenth, March tenth, folks. Five dollars search back the number two school on the Xbox Store, or of course on Steam, and you can buy it and support Zemi Games. Uh, you know, uh, in his in his trek to becoming a developer, folks, and it's awesome. And uh, listen, let, let's continue with the show. We have some big news coming out of our good friend Jeff Grubby Grub. Um, but I have to catch him some of the super chats. Drawn TJ draw, actually has a question for you, Zemi. He drops an outstanding and very generous ten dollars super chat and says, "Hey, Zemi, how do you code a game? I would like to know." Uh, how I would code a game would be. A lot of searches in Google, uh, which I've done, which I've done. Um, the the language that that uh, we used for back to school, we we built it in the Unity engine, uh, and then the uh, language that we used was C sharp. Uh, like I said before, like two people uh, made this game, me and uh, Kyle Partlow, uh, and Kyle uh, was a, a huge benefit to have as as he uh, did most of the programming work. Um, so, but he he did uh, write it in uh, using C sharp. Nice, nice. Well, that's good stuff. Good to know. Uh, Sith Lord drops an outstanding $5 super chat, and he says, I got one of the codes from Zemi, and I'm excited to play it and make <laughs> my eight-year-old play it the next time he wants to buy a skin for Fortnite. That's awesome. See, I like that. That's good, that's good parenting 101, brother. That's good stuff. And Thanaros drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, Zemi, any tips for those that want to make games, like how to get started, etc. <laughs> Man, I'm probably the worst person to add. I just, <laughs> I just got here. Uh, you know, I, I would say come up with like a really creative, innovative idea. Like hopefully that, you know, maybe nobody else is doing and then figure out, you know, like also like take an audit of what your skills are. Right. Um, you know, are, are you good at artwork? If so, that's great. That's going to be a huge asset to you. Are you good at, you know, math and, and programming? If so, that's great. Uh, but figure out what your your what you're good at first and foremost. That way, you know, you you can then look and see what you definitely need help with right? Like for me personally, I, I am just not a very good programmer. I've tried to learn it many, many times. Um, I'm just not really all that good. Um, so, so getting Kyle was extremely important for me when, when making this game, uh, because I, 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 I don't think I would have been able to do this like the way that Kyle did it. Um, so, you know, but on the flip side, I'm relatively pretty good at marketing, you know, just with a background in content creation. And then also I'm currently enrolled at Full Sail University for a degree in digital marketing. So that's kind of one of my benefits. And, and so that I'm kind of bringing to, to making the game and, uh, and but also with the game's design and, and so on and so forth, um, you know, using my knowledge of marketing with that as well. But that's what I would say. I, I would say figure out, you know, what what you want to, to make and, and make sure that it's something that you're excited about, because uh, it there is a lot of moments that you're going to be like questioning why you got like why you even started this. You know what I mean? You're, you're going to hit a lot of roadblocks and uh, they're going to be challenging to get over for sure. Uh, and and so making sure that the game that you're working on, you're really passionate about, is, I think is really important as well as knowing what skills that you have and then what skills you need to actually, you know, fill to, to make your game. Nice. Well, good, good stuff, man. We also have two super chats that came in. Gamer by choice. He drops a, a very generous five dollars super chat and says it's interesting 
When people confuse facts and opinions, people state an opinion and say it as facts or agree with opinions and saying that they're facts. Great show. Well, thanks. For, definitely appreciate that. Uh, we also have Splendiferous drops a very generous five, uh, $2 super chat and says, great show. Boom. Classy as always. Hit the like button. Well, thank you for the compliment. Thank you so much for that, brother. I definitely appreciate you being here. And of course, thank you for the generosity. So, uh, yeah, so check out uh, March 10th, uh, Back to School being released by Goldenrod Games. Zemi and his partner, obviously, is uh, are the, the two developers behind this game. I think it's going to be something special. And I cannot wait to see um what uh you know what he does next in his uh you know with the dlc and everything but listen let's uh let's continue the conversation because quite frankly we're here to talk xbox and folks ladies and gentlemen um you know if there's one person that could stop the interwebs in their tracks it's jeff grubby grub obviously you know him from working with mike on the nintendogs podcast he is a rent a writer for Venture Beat. He is also a friend of this program. Hopefully, uh, I'm going to be able to. Uh, our schedules are going to align, and I'm going to get Jeff on a uh, on a future episode later this month for X Vlog Live. Uh, this week we have Miles Dompierre from Windows Central Gaming sitting down with me uh, this Thursday, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're doing a one-on-one. I already wrote the show. I'll be sending that to him momentarily. On the 17th, we have King David sitting down with me one-on-one from the Iron Lords podcast. And I have a few other really, really big announcements. Some of the industry's absolute finest and biggest Hopefully, we'll uh, I'll be able to make those announcements uh, relatively soon. But during this week's Xbox era, Jeff Grubb broke the internet once again with some new information on what he thinks Xbox will do this June during the Microsoft Games event. And here is what Jeff had to say. And according to Games Beat's writer, who made the claim on the Xbox era podcast, when a viewer questions. Uh, a few viewer questions led the group into discussing the upcoming E3, which has been canceled. There's no physical, there's no digital. So each individual publisher is going to be doing their own thing. And this is what Jeff had to say regarding Perfect Dark. He said Perfect Dark could come out in 2023, could easily come out in 2024, but I think we'll probably get avowed. Uh, we'll probably get Perfect Dark at this at 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 the point they are. They have have had close to five years in development. He also continues saying that there are a large list of games that Microsoft actually has in development, but yet to receive release dates. He continued speculating on Microsoft's E3 presence, and he says this. They will definitely spend a lot of time on Starfield. They will probably spend a lot of time on Redfall, which some uh, screenshots leaked today, uh, and Forza Motorsport 8. But then they're going to have a lot of room to talk about, okay, here's what we're going to do uh, in 2023. And the games that they could talk about, there are likely going to be games that you will be getting in that year of 2023. I expect gameplay of Perfect Dark and stuff like that at this point. Uh, and, And what's interesting is 
like I said, at this this year in the in the front part of the year has been a little light for Xbox. Uh, but they've been filling Xbox Game Pass with quality content last week. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy dropped into there. That that is a big deal. If you if if you did not if you missed out on Guardians, I I highly 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 recommend that you play the single player romp. It is if you are an MCU fan, if you're a fan of the way that James Gunn writes his movies, his films. Uh, even though this game did not have any, I, I don't think he wrote it. I think someone else wrote it, but it's so good that you, and it's so quippy that it it literally gets in line with what we've seen on uh, Guardians of the Galaxy one and two in film. I I I I, I highly recommend that game. But at the end of the year, right, we Starfield is the one that's carrying the weight for Microsoft. It's the big one. Uh, Forza Motorsport. Uh, I don't think it's going to be called eight. I think it's just going to be called Forza Motorsport. I think is going to be something very special. Uh, it's going to have its own campaign. It is a rework. It's it's the new engine. Uh, that that we're going to get a chance to see. Honestly, I think it's going to drive circles around what Polyphony, Polyphony Digital just released in in their title. Uh, I can't wait to see it. Also, Redfall. It, I, I think Redfall is going to be the uh, the surprise hit because no one knows a lot about it. We had a trailer. Uh, that's probably going to be shown. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, Zemi, I want to go to you on this. You know, Jeff Jeff knows a lot of things. Some things he <laughs> says, some things he hints at. And he's pretty sure that we're going to get a chance to uh, that we that we might see Avowed and Perfect Dark, for that matter, at this E3. Is, is that something you would be expecting? And how excited are you? for microsoft to show us what we don't know the unknown of microsoft of, of xbox game studios you know i i would like to see the unknowns i i really would but i would be perfectly fine if they kind of just showed us what we know is coming i mean because what we know is coming is is really a stacked uh you Deck. know list yes. of, of ip already right so um if they came in there, showed me a little bit of Hellblade 2, uh, even though it's you know not coming out this year, but just to kind of prep us for the future, just show us another trailer, I'd be happy with that. Uh, as well as Avowed, Perfect Dark. Um, I think, I mean, obviously, Starfield's going to be there, right? Like, yeah. you know, they would be crazy not to put that in there. Uh, and I'm super excited to see that game. Um, but as, as far as showing us things that, you know, we haven't even seen before. You know, they could potentially maybe do that, um, but I'm not. I'm not necessarily expecting it uh, because they've already uh, shined the light on on a lot of uh, on a lot of brand new, um, you know, IP or you know, just revisiting IP. Uh, one game that I would very much want to 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 see them, you know, uh, you know, cover during a show like that would be the new Fable. Right. Because that is something that, uh, you know, so many 100%. of us are giddy about, but we haven't seen anything uh, for it uh, in, in, in quite some time. I think we've gotten some uh, concept art. Right. Uh, but but other than that, it's really kind of just been the uh, the teaser, if I'm not mistaken, uh, that, that we got, um, uh, I think, last year. Right. Or yeah, that was it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. Um, so, you know, I, I would love to see some more fable. I really would. But. Honestly, the big, the main thing that I'm wanting to see, honest to God, is uh, is is Starfield. Like that is really uh, the game that I'm probably uh, the most excited for, Xbox first party wise. Um, you know, not Xbox first party wise. Starfield's probably in second uh, because Hogwarts 
legacy. I oh man, I cannot wait for that game. But um, but yeah, also Redfall. I, I think it's kind of safe to say that we're we'll probably see that as well, just because yeah. that's about to release, and they of course want to. Uh, continue to promote that game, uh, especially with the release date being this year, but also, you know, um, one of the earliest for uh, Xbox's first party coming out this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, if I was going to throw out like just like a wild spec, you know, a wild hope, a wild dream that's not going to come true whatsoever, I would say it would be my dream that that you know Obsidian would walk out on a stage or you know on camera and and. Uh, tell us about Alpha Protocol 2. Is that going to happen? That's not going to happen. <laughs> but We're actually going to be talking about Bethesda because they are working on a secret game. Stop, Sammy. That, yeah, that, uh, oh, no. that, that, that Skullsy TV broke the uh, last week. Uh, it is a hero-based PvE VP uh, game, um, and they, re they redid the trademark on it, and uh, it, it's apparently a big comic book license. So I, I, I mean, is it Marvel? Is it DC? Is it Image Comics? I, I don't know. But uh, we're gonna get into that after. I think you got to get out of here at one thirty. So uh, yeah, actually, let me say one more thing before I yeah, bounce out of here. Yeah, yeah, because so, I, because I, do, I do have to go. Um, so if you guys didn't win a free code to back to school today in chat, I know I was posting them in there. You had to be really, really quick, or you're gonna miss it. Um, there are going to be additional ways to win right now, currently on the Goldenrod Game Twitter account, which is at Goldenrod Games. I've uh, been doing some giveaways where basically I post up a picture with a question on it. It's not even a question from the game. It's just uh, a question that I created for social media uh, with an elementary school question on there. And all you have to do is just type in the uh, correct answer, just reply with the correct answer, and you have a chance to win a free code for back to school uh, for uh, Xbox or for Steam, your choice of the platform. Um, and I, the current one I have going is going to end today at three, but I'm also going to be continually uh, posting questions for people to answer. So if you want a shot to win back to school, there's going to be additional ones, uh, and they're happening right now on Twitter uh, at Goldenrod Games. Nice, brother. Nice. Well, listen, Zemi, once again, congratulations. Uh, definitely appreciate you being here and showing off your game for the first time on this program. Let's hope that, uh, again, folks, if, if you if you want to see the good guys win, if you, if you want to see Zemi Games get his game, uh, his, his newly, uh, well, his soon-to-be-released game on the 10th of March into ID at Xbox, which I believe it should be. It, it's well done. It looks really good. has great aesthetics, great humor. Uh, tweet at IOCAT. Uh, that is Chris Charla. He is the head of uh, of the of, of ID at Xbox, and uh, let let people know that you uh, want to see this game in there. I, I think it should be in there for sure. Zemi, thanks again, brother. Enjoy the rest of your day and uh, great con continue great success. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much <laughs> for the invite, man. As always. All right, brother. Yeah, uh, so listen, ya. folks. We're going to continue the conversation, uh, uh, and I'll go, Mr. Joanna Dark. Miss, listen, right now we're in March, but E3 is going to be here before you know it. Uh, I, 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 if I, I happen to know some people at Xbox, very lucky to say so, and I know that they're always planning. Uh, and obviously, they're it's it, last year's E3 by far, by leaps, bounds, and whatever else you want to add to the back end of that conversation was one of the best of the year not only that it might have been one of the best shows xbox has put on it punched you in the face 
10 times during the show with big announcements, big reveals. And it was probably one of the, again, one of their most, one of their best produced uh, programs. I'm looking forward to this E3. I, I agree with uh, Zemi Games. Uh, we do know a lot that are coming out for Xbox specifically. And, and I got to keep bringing it up. I got, I got to follow the Zemi trend here. Uh, I, I want to know more about, uh, about Fable. Um, I, I can't not wait to see what uh, Playground Games, who just delivered, what I, which is, and I'm not the only one saying this, by far one of the best racers ever released in Forza Horizon 5. It, it is a masterclass racer. Um, that studio, and I obviously know it's a different team, but they're all part of the same studio, are going to be delivering uh, a, a, a a new fable. It's going to be obviously. It's going to be a reboot of the original. From what we understand, it's going to retain its British humor. Uh, it is going to probably have the updated graphics that we all want and love. Uh, I cannot wait. I hope that they show. I don't. I don't need a twenty-minute gameplay. Give me two minutes. Give me ninety. You know. Give me. You know. Uh, ninety seconds of actual gameplay. But I. I hope that they bring it. With what Jeff Grubb had to say, he thinks we're getting a vow. He thinks we're getting perfect dark. I I, I like to add to that list, uh, Fable. What are your thoughts? What What are your expectations for this year's E three? Um, I would love to, you know, for this E three. I mean, I would love to see what's, you know, maybe secretly coming in twenty twenty two that maybe we not know, like a surprise game. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that would be nice. Uh, as far as Avowed, I think uh, many I think many people have speculated that this game is much closer than we thought, and I think 2023 would be a, a, a good way to kind of uh, bring this game, especially with you know getting something like Starfield and Avowed being something similar in the sense of Pillars of Eternity. Perfect Dark, oh my God, I would I'm, I would to get it next year, I would be so excited because you know as a, as a huge fan of the original N64 and you know seeing. Um, hopefully what the initiative has been working along with uh, Crystal Dynamics. I'm definitely excited to see more. And I would love to see it at this E3, you know, gameplay. You know, we got the trailer. And now I would love to see how this uh, new gameplay might translate. Um, whether that, you know, I know it's first person, but maybe, you know, some of the over the camera when you do certain stuff elements again. Um, excited to see that. Um, kind of on something that, I guess, like Zemi was saying, that I wish would happen, and I don't know. I would. It would be two things: uh, a reveal to Wolfenstein Three. Out of oh, nowhere, yeah. we get a trailer, cool. and all of a sudden, you see BJ and whatever's going to be happening with that story. And then the other one would be maybe Phil Spencer comes on stage and he has on a banjo shirt, and then he shows us dude. Don't do that. And the- <laughs> don't do it to me. Um, <laughs> I, I definitely, you know, looking at the leaks that so the supposed leaks that we were, we're seeing right now circulating, I'm excited to see Redfall. I've been saying Redfall is the type of game so far, even though I've seen a trailer and just kind of, you know, been listening to what people have been talking about. I am a huge fan of, you know, vampires. I know zombies have been over and I love vampires. And like I said before, when I talk about Redfall, if you can give me an experience where it's similar to like, you know, the strain. Like I keep saying that, yes. that for some reason, when I see this this game, it reminds me of the strain where I can go. Strain with my was a friends. great series, dude. A lot of people missed out on that. That was a great series. And and if I can get a concept like that, where I'm hunting down vampires and I'm taking out these elders while I'm taking out parts of the you know the map of this town, um, you know it's exciting. So I definitely want to see more Redfall. I think another update I would love to see 
um, they were saying. I know everyone wants to see more uh, Senua's, Senua's uh, you know, Hellblade 2. Yeah. I would love to see an update on Project Mara and what that is. Because apparently that game is supposed to come out before Hellblade. Yes. Because it's a smaller well, it's, project. It, 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 it's, it's a smaller project. It takes place in one flat in London, from what I understand. And it's a haunted experience. It's, 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 it's supposed to be like, not survival horror, but I think okay. it's going to be very close to what we saw maybe like with PT, the demo. Yes. And and I would love that, you know. And then finally, give me give me if you have a little vertical slice of state of the K. State of the oh, K. Oh yeah, man. Give yeah. me that, you know, get you know, show me these animals that you saw and, and maybe give give us a glimpse at, you know, UE5 and what they're doing to kind of yeah, make it look I different. Agree. And the yeah. art style. That way I'm saying, okay, cool. Now I see the evolution of State of the K3 and and then again gets people excited who have been waiting for that game. I would love to see uh, just what State of the K3 looks like in the Unreal Engine 5. Because remember, they used U, uh, UE4, right? Um, and I thought the game looked fine. I thought the game looked great. But I cannot wait to see what that team, which has had a significant amount of time, they got the development dollars to do it now, uh, what yeah. that game is going to look like. Personally, one of the things that I am very much hoping for uh, is I I enjoyed the the multiplayer aspect. That's what the game stri- That's where the game really stretches its its legs, so to speak. Especially when you're with buddies, uh, yeah. because obviously it, 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 there's a lot of tense moments in that game, dude. Like I remember sneaking around, skulking around with with like you know all of this stuff to put into the trunk of my car so I can bring it back yep. to my survivors. And you know they're, they're, they're the big the big fat guy out there, which you know you don't want to get you don't want to go toe to toe with him. Um, and uh, a lot of times it's at night. At night is terrifying. But to be I'm, honest, I'm hoping that there is a single player aspect, a, a campaign where yes. you you because first of all, the the female character that was used in the trailer that we saw the CG trailer um, that yelled. Uh, at, at, you know, when she when she saw the deer which for the first time, we saw the holy crap, the animals and now zombies. I I kind of really want to play as her. Like, I, I want to use her character because that's who we saw first. Now we know that you design your character. I, I kind of hope that there is a single player aspect to this as well as a multiplayer. I, I think that would be awesome. Boom. So my final two things and um, talking about State of the Cave, maybe a tight story. Um, you know, story narrative that teaches you the elements of the multiplayer. Yeah, kind of I agree. You. 100%. Um, that way, you're getting used to it and you're kind of getting to the system. So when you do go into multiplayer, um, it is, you know, you already know because you play the, the campaign. The way I look at it, and again, I want to make this clear, I have no information on this, but in the sense of diversity of, of how I've seen Game Pass and First Party, you go in with Redfall that gives you your single player slash co-op um, for the fall whenever it comes out then you give your big open world um you know immerse yourself rpg with starfield and then if it if it's still true you give the spectacle that's going to be forza horizon 8 motorsport 8 and there you have your kind of your pillars of your games that are going to kind of hit all these different genres for the holiday season along with whatever third party um whether it's coming to Game Pass Day One or it's coming, you know, uh, in that in that area, to kind of set yourself up for the holiday. 
I agree. Absolutely. You know, Master Jazz, Master Jazz 09 in the chat says, State Decay is your make-your-own-adventure survival-based management game, and it needs to stay that way, uh, stay that uh, to, to its core. Yeah, dude. I mean, I hear you. I, I hear what you're saying. I, 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 I 100% disagree. I, 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 yeah. I don't I don't think it I, I think it can change. I understand and I don't want evolution. State of Decay. There's nothing wrong with evolution, I, brother. Nothing I don't I don't want evolution. it I don't want it to go away from what it is because it's a great experience. Me, myself and the XBI team played uh, a couple of weeks ago and it was fun. But I did I look at others like you know, I look at I always call um days gone. Yes, the great, great state point. of decay sort of thing. But if they can take some elements to kind of get people in there um that want that experience, you know, the first one I was a big fan of. And I love the fact that, you know, it gave me The Walking Dead where no one really is the main protagonist, but everyone can be a hero. But yeah. I would I would love to that to the, get expanded so you can also bring people in and, and say, oh, this story was cool. What? I can continue to make my own stories, you know, a la Elden Ring in yes. the multiplayer? Definitely. Yes. Yeah, you know, here's the thing about that. You know, I, I, I hear people, the, the one thing that you'll notice about gamers, we're all fickle, right? We all want our... Some people want to just eat their chocolate. Some, some people want to eat their peanut butter. Some people want peanut butter in their chocolate. And if you're that you're the, that type of gamer, I hear you. See, for me personally, I put 60 hours into State of Decay, and I played it solo. I didn't play with people because, not that I don't like playing with people, sometimes your game, your game time is limited. And that's a game that you have to get people to come in and spend time with. And a lot of times I just didn't have that time. I mean, again, I, I run four, I make, I, I, I do four, I produce four live shows and I do everything by myself. I have literally no help outside of what Mrs. Boom helps me with and she's working. So it's, there's only so much time for me. I'm a single player cat. Like I, I am the old school single player story driven kind of a guy, which is why I fell in love with Elden Ring because I can play this to my heart's consent, uh, running around, and I can do twenty minute drop ins and drop outs. You know what I'm saying? You'll see me here. I put an hour in before the show went live. I recorded it. Here you go. Um, and now I'm gonna, you know, you, you you see me do my thing, and and then when I was done, I simply shut it off, uh, shut the console off because it has uh, it has the um quick resume which is dope which i absolutely love about it but i i think a game like stay of decay is going to be a great multiplayer experience i expect that it is going to continue to deliver on a multiplayer experience but i am going to come out and say right now that i would be incredibly disappointed if they did not uh e- evolve the game forward you know, locking out the single player element just because it it started out and it and its two former iterations were multiplayer based would to me is not moving the store is not putting your best foot forward. Again, that's my opinion on it. I think it can remain a multiplayer focused game, but not having a single player experience would to me be a big miss, especially because again there there are great stories that could be told in the form of dlc where you move on through different characters and and i and i would like to see a days gone-esque element not as a big open world like that i don't i'm not expecting a skyrim level adventure but i would would like to have a a single player aspect you know to have the, the your your character now whether that's a character that you pick or you make whichever now, obviously, that's up to the the, uh, the eye of the beholder who designs this game. I still think that it's a miss, in my opinion, if there's no single player aspect. 
and there's just multiplayer. I, I, I think it's a miss. That's just you me. Know, one, of, one of the things that I loved about um, State of Decay was the way you make your own stories. You know, I remember having my character and I and I built her up and she was the leader of my group and then getting caught in the middle of a, of a horde um, in State of Decay and then losing her. Yes, I, I still want that because I felt connected. So I think there's a way to still tell stories by mm. making a character and kind of building some very good. I mean, look, Nintendo. Link doesn't talk, and they make great characters around him to make the story move forward. So I think they can do the same thing while still giving you what people want, making their own stories within this within this world of State of Decay while giving you a strong narrative as well. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Uh, VJ, let's get your opinion on this, and we're going to oh, move sure. on to the next topic. Uh, I mean, listen, we we went from what our expectations are at E3 to talking about State of Decay, and I don't mind if you touch on both subjects. For you... This is not a make or break year for uh, for Microsoft. They are literally have been in the uh, public eye since last year and even beyond that. They are literally killing it when it comes to public perception. Uh, mm -hmm. E3 is going to be a big is going to be a big a, a big show for them. Um, we again coming off of last year, which was magnificent. I, mm -hmm. I want to know what they're going to do. Jeff Grubb seems to have an idea that we might see about. We might see Perfect Dark. I believe, and I'm on the same page as Joanna Dark and Zemi Games, that we might get Fable as well. We could mm -hmm. get Compulsions game finally, uh, uh, you know, brought into the light for you personally. What are you expecting from Microsoft at this year's E3, whatever that turns out to be? If you cut, if you cast your mind back, boom, um, to last year's uh, review of uh, review of the show, uh, I was the only one on your panel that gave it a ten out of ten. Yes, indeed, you were. Yes, a ten out of ten. And, um, and yeah, everyone was hovering around eight point five, maybe a nine, or oh, might be a seven. <laughs> anyway, I'm with you. I think it. I think it's this E3. I'm really excited for it. Um, not just from Microsoft, but just from everybody. And I hope everybody brings their A game because I think we're entering into a, I know we say, oh, no, we're in the golden era of gaming. I, I think I've been saying that for every, every year for the last 30 years. But um, I think I think for me, the Holy Trinity, just in terms of Xbox, the Holy Trinity of um, uh, Fable from PGG, yeah, um, so I feel from Todd and Bethesda, which we've talked about endlessly, and you know my my hopes for that game, and uh, unavowed from Obsidian. I think um, every other studio, let's just talk about Xbox. Uh, every other studio within the um, Xbox um, uh, game studio lineup um, has some ways to go on the next go around, right? Because yeah. you're only good as your next game, right? <laughs> to some degree, um, in terms of being able to compete with the potential of these three very seasoned studios, um, in terms of pedigree and um, and their history of producing um, something new and innovative and outstanding, all at the same time. And uh, and I'm choosing these three games based on what we know and basically what I can recall off the top of my head. And um, I'm sorry, Mr. Mr. JD, uh, but I'm kind of a bit concerned about Perfect Dark from what I've seen compared to all the others. And I get the feeling it won't be sitting at the same sort of pioneering level in all aspects as these three. And I'm happy to eventually eat humble pie with, of course, it has to be served with whipped cream. Uh, otherwise, there's no takers. No takers here anyway, not in California. But um, I think Hellblade 2 deserves um, a mention boom. And, um, and I think... You know, it's, I know it's not everybody's cup of tea. 
Uh, but I think it's an important title for the and uh, an important project uh, for the industry. But the appeal level in terms of sales, I'm not certain. So again, I think when we're talking about any game individually or all different types of games, we all love different stuff, right? I think everything speaks to the opportunity, to, to the blessing, to the options and affordability as of now in terms of Game Pass. So it, it, it really doesn't matter because we know the industry standard um, that each and every new um, important game, even like Elden Ring, right, um, in terms of um, where it stands today. And uh, it, everything just keeps to keeps propelling the industry forward. So that's why I say, boom, I, I just got this feeling. And uh, you can pull me up on this, you know, if it's terrible, castigate <laughs> me. But um, I, I think we're in time, uh, we're in um, not that far away, as you said, boom, right, in terms of June. And uh, I think they're going to be a brilliant time for podcasts, as they always are. So I'm really looking forward to those. And uh, I think we're going to be in for lots and lots of surprises. But I'm not just looking at Xbox Studios. I'm just looking at what everybody's going to bring to the table because uh, I do enjoy single-player games like U-Boom. But I enjoy games on all different formats because they all offer different experiences because it's not necessarily the machine. It's not necessarily the, the, the company that owns the studios or whether it's Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo. It's the creative individuals behind each and every studio and the potential of what they can bring, especially when they've got the support of the publisher or the platform holder. That really excites me. And um, that's why Unavowed from Obsidian uh, as brilliant as they've been under the harsh conditions or difficult conditions of of someone like Take Two, because obviously you know Bethesda and um, and Playground Games have, have had plenty of money right and support and have huge team sizes, but unavowed from Obsidian, I really want to see what they do with that and and Outer Worlds too, um, because I'd love to see them and I think they've got the potential uh, to sit as I say at that pioneering sort of head table. Uh, amongst all the others, regardless of their team size, um, and yeah, that, that, those are my those are my hopes, and um, I think we've only got fun to look forward to at the end of the day. Yeah, and I, me too. I, I think we're going to have an amazing E3. Um, I, I, I like I said, you know, a lot of, a lot of the places. I, I actually can't wait to get back to an in person E3. Hopefully, that comes uh, twenty twenty three. At that point. Maybe we'll have, uh, you know, got out of a, a, a pandemic to more of a, what they're calling an endemic. Uh, and hopefully we will be able to actually do that in person. I, I went to E3 in 2019 and it was an incredible experience. And I hope more people uh, actually get a chance to experience it for certain. Uh, let's move on to the final topic. And folks, this is another big one. Um, and this comes to us to see, um, see. Let me find the. Final topic. Let me pull up my show notes right here. Well, thanks to uh, um, Skullzy TV, who has been a, a, a panel member on this particular show for numerous times, um, I we, we have new information that Bethesda has filed a 2022 trademark for a game called Spy Team. Now, this is the first. This is now the second time they are you know refiling. Uh, it uh, for the I think they filed it first in 2020, uh, and uh, uh, according to Skullzy TV, who did a video on this on January 28, 2022, this uh, this um, this filing was uh, re-upped, if you will, and uh, it, it's pretty interesting because the uh, because the game in question is an online team-based PvPVE third-person shooter based on a major comic license. 
And obviously, this comes the way of according to a LinkedIn on a former Roundhouse Studio senior programmer. Uh, I don't know what this game is going to be. I know that they have a lot of work that they're doing over at Bethesda. Is there any chance that this is something to do with a Marvel IP? I don't know. Is it DC? Is it, again, well, it, I, I don't know. Is it, uh, you know, Image Comics? Hard to say. Uh, based on what we're seeing here, Mr. Joanna Dark, what do you hope that this game is? Uh, obviously, the game was originally started by Human Head Studios that was now tr- uh, tr- transitioned over to Roundhouse Studios once Zenimax uh, picked them up. Uh, is this something that you that 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 excites your, uh, your 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 comic book nerd inside of you? It does, but then when I when I hear the shooter, I'm thinking about DC. So, are you only going to include if it's DC for say per se? Is it only characters within the DC universe that can use weapons? Maybe can shoot lasers, or or if it's Marvel, is it you know a game within the world of the Punisher? Maybe you know other other comic book i'm not really familiar with image um but it is you know listening to this and if it's something on an iconic i mean i may be overthinking it or maybe thinking too much about the shooting acts aspect because that could mean anything again there's a lot of superheroes that have superpowers that they can shoot you know lasers they can shoot you know all these different things so i would love to see something you know we did have dc universe online um which has been for years so I would love to see something Marvel-based, um, especially yeah, you know if you have all these these amazing properties in there uh, that you can run around. I know that there was rumors for years that there was a Marvel uh, game in development, an MMO, and I'm not sure. Sometimes I heard it was for Xbox. Sometimes I heard it was for Sony. Um, but I, I, I'm definitely interested. And when I was thinking of the name Spy Team, I guess because I'm looking again too much into it. What if it was a cool, you know? type of team-based stealth game, you know, something in the vein of, um, you know, kind of, um, say, you know, Splinter Cell, where Mercs versus Mercs or something like that. Um, yeah. Again, how can that work That into an MMO? Who knows? Again, that's why I'm terrible at these things. Uh, but <laughs> I, I definitely, like I said, I, I would be excited to see something Marvel because, again, we have something to kind of reference when it comes to DC. So I think Marvel would be pretty cool. Um, you do have a lot of great characters that you can pull, you know, from there, you know, whether it's, you know, hey, Deadpool teaming up with the Punisher or teaming up with someone like Blade. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be a pretty cool team. So definitely excited to hear more information about this um, at the moment. But besides that, um, like I said, I'm not that ingrained with, uh, you know, thinking about what heroes have guns and everything like that. Yeah, I mean, listen again. It, 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 there's there is very little information outside of it. it is being made by Bethesda. It is a hero based uh, uh, property. They don't say whether or not it's Mar- Marvel, DC, or otherwise. Uh, it's it's obviously they refiled for the trademark not to get expired. That that again, the original trademark well, was uh, done in 2020, and they just re-upped it in 2022. Boom. What about, and I was just thinking, and this is thinking like really outside the box, you know, what if it's something like uh, Sin City? And well, they I said, think... I don't know. I mean, it's possible. They, I mean, it, it is a shooter, but uh, I, they said a very popular, uh, I, I, iconic. Uh, uh, um, okay. 
So I don't know if it would be Sin City. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to front. I'd be disappointed as hell if it was Sin City <laughs> uh, because I want them to work with Marvel. I, I, I want sure. them to do something Marvel related that's they've never done before. And again, this is it's, a, it's an online multiplayer game. I don't know how much of it I'm going to play because, like I said, I like my single player experiences, but I would certainly give it a go for sure but i mean if you look at i don't know if you've ever had the chance to play dc universe online they did a pretty good job of kind of putting in story narratives um giving you some story elements where you kind of went in there and kind of became part of arcs so again um i don't know if you ever played dc universe online i thought it was pretty good when it came to some of the storylines that they provided even though it was an mmorpg yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I mean, listen, it, it, it's only time is going to tell. This is something that's very early. But again, there has not been a lot of stories. I mean, it, it, the news has been quiet, specifically with Xbox. Xbox has been very, very quiet. I don't know why that is, uh, because obviously I think that right now they have a bigger fish to fry with the Activision Blizzard deal. Uh, but uh, VJ, let's get your opinion on this. Obviously, Bethesda, listen, their pedigree is just... Uh, boatloads of great games uh uh multiplayer something that they you know that that they did with fallout uh you know fallout 76 which started out you know not so good it's very good now obviously elder scrolls online is another one that a lot of people like that it you know but what are your thoughts on the report that uh they they file they refile filed for this trademark that uh, apparently uh, surrounds a very popular comic IP. Um, is it, and uh, what was the actual um, uh, renewal? What was the the title? Or they didn't say, or is it just a was it just a pseudo name that they've uh, refiled? Yeah, I mean it's it, it's a code name. I have that here. Oh, it's, okay. it, it's uh the code name for it is Spy Team. Team. Yeah, I got it. I mean. It's been a decade for me, perhaps even longer. Um, but I've bought a Dark Horse Image or a Top Cow uh, comic because just because you mentioned that. But um, then again, I, I, that's why I'm not certain if um, uh, again if those are major or renowned comic uh, sort of based licenses the world over. Uh, I might be wrong, and um, I really don't know much about the studio in terms of its structure, the tech, and um, you know the creative spark. If it's conducive in terms of you know the style of game or genre or genre of game that they're gonna going to want to make or perhaps they've repurposed you know the studio and successfully obtaining a key license I, I really don't know when when i first saw the topic bethesda and um, you know character third person character driven game i thought hmm perhaps it might be in the star wars universe right maybe a han solo game given todd's affinity with uh, indiana jones and so on and so forth so um it's really difficult to tell even from the trademark um and um but I, and I don't know when it's going to be announced or if it's, um, I mean, I don't know how reliable the, the, the gentleman is, right. Who, or wherever this news is, Skulls TV, is it? Or, uh, who, yeah, and, he's, um, he's pretty reliable. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, but then again, boom, right. When, when you are producing something on a major, on a major license, right. Confidentiality is key. So trademarking something, which is a little sort of unclear it's probably the wise thing to do just to keep everything under wraps so um whatever if, if the studio is going and they're working on something and they feel that it's um you know a major comic license then um i guess you know just um 
keeps your hopes alive that it might be something very interesting and something that the Xbox library of first party games needs. And hopefully that's the, the approach. But again, I don't know when the project was conceived, when it began, whether it began before the um, acquisition or post. But uh, the important thing is, though, obviously, it's going to be whatever it is, it's going to come to Game Pass. Yeah, no, that's that's a great point. Anything that Microsoft of uh, uh, so it, it, it would it would be, be listen whatever it's going to turn out to be, it is going to be PvPVE, which means that there's going to be elements for single player. Uh, potentially, there's going to be obviously PvP, which does not interest me. Again, the, depending on what kind of game it is, if it's Marvel, I might be interested. I did play DC Universe for a while really enjoyed it uh would love to see again uh i i'd like to see microsoft get into bed with marvel uh i again we don't know uh you know it, what what's going on with sony proper uh and uh you know uh, mcu uh, and and of you know marvel proper if if that's some sort of a handshake deal that you know the use of spider-man keeps them from making uh marvel games on any other platform we don't know that. Uh, Boom. Did you yes. ever play a game called DC Imposters? Yeah. On the 360? I, 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 didn't, I didn't dig it. Okay. I was just thinking, you know, because that was a shooter within the Batman universe. So I'm thinking, could it be something like that within a certain universe? And, you know, maybe they take some of those concepts. It's it's certainly possible. Uh, it's, it's, it's certainly possible. Um, but listen, folks. Again, the news has been very, very light. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. If you, of course, are still here, then obviously you're enjoying the banter. The show is going to end a little earlier than normal. We're 10 or 11 minutes early because obviously we didn't have a big panel today. And uh, I want to thank all the Super Chats that came in. We have Voidlock Spartan drops a $2 Super Chat and says, Do you think someone is going to buy NetherRealm Studios? Yes, I do. I think it's going to be Xbox. I just don't think that it's going to be now. Um, but again... That's just my opinion on it. We also had uh, Jerron TJ drop the $2 super chat and says, I hope that they show Stave the K3. That makes two of us. I think they're going to. I think that the game has been in development for quite some time, and I think we're going to be uh, completely blown away at this year's E3 for certain. But let's get to the outros, uh, and we'll start first with Mr. Joanna Dark. Thanks for being here, brother. Tell everyone where they can check you out on other programs. Uh, obviously, you are on Xbox International. Uh, tell everyone where they can check that out and where can people reach out to you on social media? Yeah, on social media, you can find me um, on Twitter. That's uh, big underscore N underscore boss. Then on Wednesdays on the Crazy Lou Gaming Channel at 7 p.m. EST I'm on Xbox International along with Silent Cypher, Crazy Lou Gaming, and Sour Blow. Uh, and then on Thursdays, I record with my friends and colleagues, Albert and Jasmine on the Nickel Gaming Show. And then, of course, I'm here on Tuesdays on the Xbox Factor Podcast. Yes, well, great, glad to have you a part of this show each and every week, brother. Thank you for being here. And, of course, can't wait to see what you bring to the table on your other programs. VJ, welcome back, dude. How are you? <laughs> Where could people reach out to you on social media, potentially, to strike up a conversation? And are you doing anything else in the podcasting business? Um, I just wanted to say, boom, if it's okay. Uh, well done to Zemi again. Uh, yes, beautiful. Absolutely. A beautiful game by a relatively modest man. <laughs> and uh, he might actually be the guy to help lead 343. Who knows? And um, you, you never know, man. You just uh, never know. <laughs> so it's, it, yeah, it's it's back to Elden Ring for me and school for that matter. And um, 
And uh, yeah, I'm on um, midweek gaming, but it's not on tomorrow. So uh, Mr. Stubbs is uh, is um, having um, yeah having something done. So he's um, he's back next week. So I'll be on that show next week. And uh, nice. I'm not I'm not that active on social media. So if um, everybody in the in the chat and everybody who listens to the show just uh, follow these two gentlemen because um, I'm, I'm assuming that you both produce content and uh, are quite active in the community. And I'm just glad to be part of the show, Boom. So um, I hope to see you next week, Boom, um, and obviously you, um, Mr. JD, and the audience in the chat. It's been a really great show, actually. A bit cosy, but I enjoyed it. And uh, again, Boom, thanks for having me a part of your show. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, brother. You you earned your spot, and we love having you here. Thank you a bit uh, again to all the super chats that came in. Uh, Bunty, I looked for your super chat, brother. I did not see it. I went even to went into YouTube and pulled out the stats there. It was not there. I don't know if it went through, but I definitely appreciate you. Uh, obviously supporting the show like you always do. And, of course, I'm going to close out the show with something that's important to me, folks. Hopefully one day it will be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught me with kids. And he said, son, treat others how you want to be treated. And also it doesn't cost anything to be nice. Live by those rules, and I can guarantee you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone, and we'll see you next week on the newest episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast.